Any Oakland Raider fan, Las Vegas Raider fan, stand up. Keep standing. Keep standing. Anybody, anybody who's a fan of the way I played the game of football, you stand up too. Anybody. Keep standing. Don't sit down. Stand up. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. We're going to try this thing again. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920 on this October 26, 2021. Coming off the heels of, I believe, the fifth quarter takeover is what they were calling it. Jason Fitz and Eddie Pascal holding it down while JT the Brick is taking the bye week to enjoy some family time back in New York City with his uh, his mother and, and father. And so I thought that that was really cool that he got that opportunity in the bye week. So uh, we're coming to you. Demond's in the home studio. I'm at the, or I'm in the home studio. Demond's in the home studios, uh, the real home studios there in uh, on Flamingo in uh, Las Vegas. And uh, he's holding it down and I appreciate his efforts. Uh, apologize for not having the opportunity to really test out what we had going on before the show. So we kind of had to do it all on the fly, but uh, very excited about the opportunity we have to come to you this afternoon and talk and uh, talk some Raider football. We'll have a lot of different conversations. We'll have a lot of different topics to talk about throughout the course of the week as it is the bye week uh, mentioned at the top of the show. Wide receiver Willie Sneed requested his release. The team granted it. Uh, the Raiders are basically down to four wide receivers on the active roster. Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs third, and of course zay jones so uh if they go out and make a move they go out and make a move but i just think that uh you know he wasn't getting very much playing time he's obviously older he's uh you know a veteran in the league he wants to get out there and get some burns so uh, now he's got that opportunity to go out there and maybe a team will pick him up i'll tell you right now by the by the looks of that monday night football game that we saw seattle and new orleans both those teams could be in the the search for him right now they were terrible they were awful and i i didn't even know that uh, kevin white was still in the league I really didn't until I saw him last night out there playing for the Saints. And, um, hey, it was a way to wrap up week seven, I guess. But it was not it was not the prettiest sight of that football. Of course, I watched every minute of it because it is football. So that's what we do. But uh, as I mentioned, got a bunch of different topics that I want to get to. There's a bunch of different uh, pieces of audio I want you to hear as well. A lot of good stuff. And hopefully I'm able to get to it in the next couple hours. But had a great a listener of my podcast hit me up and asked me a question about Rich Basaccia and what it would take for him to become the full-time head coach of the Silver and Black with the caveat to say, hey, I know this is way too early of a conversation. So it wasn't because of the the listener why this conversation came up. And I did a whole podcast about it today, but this is not because of him why this came up. This is actually a subject that came up because of what was said on NFL Network with David Carr and MJ Acosta and Willie McGinnis and Steve Mariucci and really just what David Carr had to say. And so I want you to hear this audio and then we'll talk about the subject and we'll talk about what it would take, what would qualify. Again, not trying to overreact to what we've seen. We've seen two games. We've seen two dominating performances by the Silver and Black. There is a long ways to go. They're not over the hump yet. Someone told me, hey, Q, you said that the team only has 10 more games left. Yeah, I did, because that's what they have guaranteed is 10 more games. They still have to earn postseason play. Just because they're 5-2 and don't mean that they're going to make the postseason. I think anybody in Raider Nation has been down this road before. Not saying that that's the team, not trying to be negative, not trying to pour water on the fire right now, not trying to do all that, but let's just speak in realistic terms. Let's not get way too far ahead of ourselves. Does it feel good? Does it look good? Sure. 
But any of you who know me and have talked to me or listened to me for a long time knows that my grandmother, my great-grandmother, uh, had, a, had a great saying that will stick with me till the day I die. And that is, just because it looks good and feels good don't mean it is good. And uh, so I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. So this is what David Carr had to say on NFL Network. He was talking about MJ Acosta. You'll hear her ask about the offense and why it looks so much better. And then you'll see and hear what he closes out with. Check it out. <laughs> David, what's different about the Raiders' offense without John Gruden? Look, it's still John Gruden's offense, Mooch. You know this. That thing doesn't just go away, especially in the middle of the season. But what it can be is streamlined, and that's what they have done. And that's why I love what Greg Olson has done. He's allowed those guys to play faster. And in his words, he puts his best players on the field, and he asks them to play as fast as they can. He gives Derek's the keys, just like he's had in the past, to get into plays that he needs to get into. But the packages are simpler. The guys can play faster. You can have the opportunity when Darren Waller, who, you know, just for me, in the past couple of years – if Waller would have left in Gruden's playbook system, it would have been a hard a hard fix. But now they just insert Foster Moreau. He goes and executes the game plan. Derek makes big throws and trusts his guys. You throw balls like this up, through third and 15, Zay Jones, make a play. And I think it simplified everything. Guys are playing loose, more relaxed. And for me, I'll save you a lot of time, Raiders. You don't have to go anywhere looking for a, co- a coach at the end of this thing. Rich Passaccia, oh. let Mike Mayock do his thing. Wow. Derek can run the offense. Big statement. And on the defensive side, Gus Bradley's there. You're good. Go play football. I'm a br- I love what Willie McGinnis, I'm a big Willie McGinnis fan. I enjoy talking to him uh, all the time. He, he, he just breaks down the game of football really well. But I, I don't know if you heard him right there at the end. Whoa, big statement. I mean, that was big Willie McGinnis that had that. And, and that's what really caught my attention. I don't disagree with anything that you heard from David Carr about the way that the team is playing, the fact that it seems like that it's a lot more simplified and they're just going out there playing faster. And the reason I don't disagree with that is because that's what we're seeing from the defense, right? We're seeing the defense go out there with a much simplified game plan and they're able to attack and they're able to play really good ball, sound defense. That's what they're doing right now. So I understand when Gruden had a playbook that was so huge and so large and had so many plays and so much large terminology and they were going over so many plays every week in practice, if they cut that into, you know, cut that even in half, that's going to make the guys be able to go out there instead of think just go out there and play, which is exactly what we asked for the defense, right? So that's what the defense is doing. So what David Carr said about Greg Olson and what he's asking the guys to do makes all the sense in the world. And then he slipped in the end, I don't have to, I can save you the time, you have your coach. That's where this conversation comes in from. So Raider Nation, I want to ask you, 702-365-9200. Of course, that's the, the Raider Nation listener line. And, and we got the Salmon Ash text line, wide open like some old school TV antenna, 69187, keyword R&R. What would it take for you? What do you need to see? Because for me, it's way too early. And I think, and this is what I said on my podcast, you can go back and, and, and check the receipts if you want. I said there is nothing outside of a Super Bowl win that he could do right now to prove that he's the head coach of the future. And that's not a disrespect because I like him a lot. That's just I think the team needs to do their due diligence and the team needs to really put in the work to say, hey, is this the guy that we're going to move forward with for years to come? Not just one year, not just two years, but years to come. And hey, if you don't agree with that, that's okay. I'm okay with that. I appreciate that, as a matter of fact. That's why I'm throwing it out there to you. Love to hear feedback. Love to hear different opinions. It's not all about what I got to say. 702-365-9200. Again, the Salmon Ash text line 69187. And Damon, I'm sorry if you're feverishly answering the phones. I did want to start with you because I know you got a good little finger on the pulse and you're around the team, you're around the game, you're around the stadium, and you've seen the same thing I've seen in the last two weeks from 
Rich, Rich uh, Bisaccia, the interim head coach, and also the silver and black. So what would you think it would take? What would make you comfortable in saying, yeah, you know what? Rich Bisaccia is going to be the guy moving forward. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not hard to please. If they make the playoffs, if they make okay. the playoffs, I say keep them. If you get a win, you better keep them. And because okay. I'm tired of the not tired of the wave, but you see so off the wave, it's like who's that young 35 to 40 year old that we can get in and shake things up. Looks like things don't need to be shaken up. Obviously, when David Carr, because that was my first time hearing the sound as well, with David, he said, um, let Derek run the offense. He didn't say Greg. He saw, he said let his brother run the offense. Yeah, no, that's that's real. And I think he means let his brother run in the offense like he's doing right now. He has control of the offense. He he is, you know, he, he's the guy, just like Rich Basachi has said yeah. uh, after the game on Sunday that, hey, you know, Derek Carr is the the voice of the team right now. And and so uh, I no, my I can point is where being, you're coming from. Make yeah. the playoffs. I just want to know if that's what is the qualifications in, in everyone else's opinion. In mine, it's not. In mine, I think that they have to do a deep, a deep dive at the end of the season. I think you have to do a lot of deep soul searching. And look, this is another element to the game. And this can make your answer 100% correct. If you think this team is built to win right now, like win it all right now, and getting someone in that's, that's you know brand new and coming into the scene and hasn't been around, if that would be something that would take away from the team, then maybe you're right. But then you realize that probably in a couple of years, you're going to have to go through it all over again. Me, in, in, my, in my opinion, and again, just my opinion, would love to hear from you. My opinion is you want to have a guy that you can have for the long term, a guy that you feel like you can have for the long term. Obviously, you don't know until you go out and see how the, the product on the field re, you know, responds. But I think that you would need to have someone or feel confident that you're going to have someone for the next five, six, seven, eight years. You know what I mean? Similar to what was tried to have when Mark Davis gave Gruden that long-term deal. I'm not saying go out and give him a 10-year deal, but go and get a guy that you say, like, like what Carolina did with Matt Rule. Hey, man, we're giving you a six-year deal, we're, and, and, and we believe that you're going to turn this thing around and then be with us for a while. Now, look, that has to do with a, a, a rebuild as well, and I know nobody in Raider Nation, including myself, wants to see a, a, a rebuild. I don't think this team needs a rebuild, but I think it's a good subject for, uh, for conversation. So would love to hear from you uh, and get your thoughts as well uh there's a couple text messages that i have on the salmon ash text line 69187 keyword r and r this one's kind of funny damon quick get on your magic carpet and get over to q's house and fix his audio let me ask you what's this magic carpet thing i didn't get to hear the conversation but i see a lot of text and, and tweets about magic carpet what did i miss all right, so like the last caller of the day, you know, on um on the fifth quarter takeover, as we'll yeah. I guess we'll call it, he says, oh, yeah, Henry Ruggs, you know, he thinks Henry Ruggs is pretty good. And he also says, what do you think about Magic Carpet as a nickname? And I'm not going to lie, we were all laughing like, yeah, I don't get it. So then we started talking about Magic Carpets, and then Eddie puts in the group chat after. He says, someone said maybe it's a play on his last name being Ruggs, you know, a rug. Yeah. And it flew over all three of us, all three of our heads. Me, Fitz, Eddie, you guys? we were like, we were just like magic carpet. Where, did, where, where is he talking about a magic carpet? Rugs. That is so funny. Yeah, that's that was one of the. Okay, <laughs> I get it. That makes sense. But that that was something that just flew over your guys' heads, huh? We took us about a good twenty minutes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, again, sorry that I'm not in studio, but uh, uh, do we have someone lined up? You say that. Um, say that again. Right, do I, I you was, have someone lined up to go to real quick? Yes, we do. We got Tampa Floor Raider. All right. What's on your mind, my man? How you feeling this afternoon? 
I'm feeling good, man. I just want to chime in on the situation with Gruden. Um, short term, I think we're going to be okay. okay. But long term, you, you alluded to the coaching situation. And as long as we keep Gus Bradley, mm-hmm. I don't care who's coaching on the offense or who the head coach is, but I think the defense is the key to us, um, our offense, using that defense as a catalyst to be improved. And as long as we keep Gus Bradley next year, I'll be satisfied. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good call. And, you know, that's something that I was feeling as well. And that kind of goes back to the, hey, maybe you just keep all the all the coaches there so you keep that continuity. But uh, I, I do think that, that now that you found a guy that can run the defense as well as Gus Bradley's running the defense and got them cooking, I would love to see him stay there for the long term as well, which makes this situation that's that much more difficult. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where I've heard people say Derek Carr, he's got like a very smart mind almost, you know, what's the thing where you can't you can't forget stuff. But oh, photo, I, photographic. Yeah, photographic memory, all those good things. He's he is one of those top elite like smart quarterbacks. Where and I'm not saying like that Peyton Manning style where maybe he doesn't have as much talent as Peyton Manning, but if he's got the brain like Peyton Manning, let him and Greg Olson, they just do the offense, Bradley on the defense and keep and keep Asachi as the, as the mouthpiece. He's done a good job so far. People love him. He's no. relatable. Yeah, no, he is. And again, I don't want anyone to take this conversation like I don't like him because I think the Rich Masachi has done an outstanding job. I really do. I'm just trying to think long-term for this team. And again, if long-term is not the conversation, then that's also part of the deal. You know, if you think that this is a quick, you know, one-two window, one to two-year window where they can strike while the iron's hot, maybe that's the play. Maybe that's the play, and, and and I would be I would be okay with it, and I would understand it. I really would, but you would have to, and I say you would have to. I would expect some kind of explanation, not that you owe me an explanation, or not that the organization owes an explanation, but I would ex- expect that that would be part of the. Hey, this is what we're thinking. You know what I mean? If if that makes any sense. Cookie, so can uh, I ask you a question yeah. then? Not yeah. that Mike Mayock would say this because why would they? But let's say after the season, hey, we're going to give Rich. He's a head coach for three years because we think this. We think this three-year stretch after this season we have, assuming they make the playoffs. Hey, we think this is our best chance. We don't want to rock the boat. Three-year extension, and we'll see where we are after that. Would you be cool with that? Okay. I mean, the way that you just summarized it and the answer that you gave, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I know Mike Mayock wouldn't just come out and say it flatly, but of, 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 you know, of all signs point to that. Hey, three years, and we'll see where we're at after that three years. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. But again, I, I would want that explanation. And I still think to do it would be smart to do your due diligence and actually look to see what's out there as well. Just, just to do it. You know what I mean? Like, just to make sure that you don't leave any stone unturned. Because what if there is that guy out there that maybe Mike Mayock has been eyeing in college or eyeing on a, on a staff that thinks, hey, this dude could take this team from where it's at to over the top, to Steve Kerr it up. You know, instead of, instead of where Mark Jackson had the Warriors, all of a sudden Steve Kerr put them over the top. If there's that guy, it would be silly not to go and address that. You know what I mean? So even if you do believe that your window is short, maybe it's the guy that can come in and immediately have a success. Maybe you feel like this dude could go in and be a, a dude right away. I uh, got a text that said, hello. What's up? <laughs> Appreciate that. Got another text on the Salmon Ash text line. It's not just about keeping Rich Versace. It's about keeping Gus Bradley and Greg Olson. I don't want to see any of the assistants leave. And that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. I'm not mad at that at all. It makes a lot of sense. Oh, I think that hello. I think that was my guy. Uh, I think that was my guy Leon from Central Texas. I just now noticed a two five four number. What's up, Leon? 
Got another text from Aztec Raider. What's up, Raider Nation? In my opinion, making the playoffs should be enough to make Coach B the head coach. Winning the division should guarantee Coach B as a head coach. I would hate to see a new coaching staff. It looks like we finally found continuity. If it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Okay, fair enough. I like it. I like it. I like the responses. Let's go on out to the Raider Nation listener line, and let's talk to our guy, Saul. What's on your mind this afternoon, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q. What's going on, brother? Man, chilling, trying to get it. <laughs> now, I'm with you on this. I mean, uh, I think it's way too, way too early to make a decision like this, but, you know, I think if, uh, if we uh, continue to win and then we end up beating all of our, you know, divisional rivals, um, you know, and, and, and we get into the playoffs and we do get past that, that first playoff uh, win that we've been, you know, lacking in the years, past years, I think we should give them a shot. But I think it's, it's too early to discuss who's going to be the next coach. I think we should just continue to win and, um, you know, and go and wait till the season's over before we even, even have this conversation. But I think he's doing a good job. I can see his, uh, his, uh, his play callings and different, you know, because he's a special teams coach. I can see it in the game where we're getting a little bit looser with the plays and, and airing the ball out. So, you know what, just continue to win and then continue the conversation at the end of the season. There you go. Good stuff. I, I, I like it. And again, when I got that tweet last night, the, the initial message was, I know this is way too early to talk about this. But because Der, uh, David Carr, excuse me, put it out there, that's why it's being a conversation right now. That's the only reason. Because I was definitely not even planning on even thinking about having this conversation anytime soon. I really wasn't thinking about addressing any of this until after the season. But once the audio is already out there, and once it's already been said, especially when it comes from... David Carr, who you know is right there toe-in-toe with Derek Carr. It's like, okay, well, maybe it's a conversation that should be had right now. Uh, my guy Leon chimed back in on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. He says, special team coordinators make great head coaches. So there's that. I do like, and I've said it multiple times, I do like Rich Basaccia's attention to detail. I think the way that he breaks it all down is, is perfect. Uh, I love the way he comes into meetings and he's prepared and he, he kind of goes through the game plan and says, hey, this is this is what we saw. This is what happened. This is what was good. This was bad. This is what needs improvement. I love it. He does have that special teams attention to detail quality about himself. But I don't think and a lot of people have chimed in and said, hey, uh, you know, the players love him. The continuity needs to stay there. He's great. Would you say the same thing? And again, I'm not trying to say no. I mean, I, I, it probably sounds like I'm the negative dude in the room. I'm not trying to be that guy. Would we be having this same conversation about him sticking around and uh, having that continuity if they were 0-2 in the last two games instead of 2-0? Well, obviously, no. Well, that, that's, and that's my point. How do they react if they lose, when they lose, if they get blown out in dominating fashion, you know, like they blew out or, or they, they, if they lose a game like they beat the Eagles or the Broncos, is this, is this a conversation? You know what I mean? Like that's, and that's why I'm trying to think on both sides. Of it. I'm not trying to just be a prisoner of the moment and overreact to uh, two games that I believe were really good dominating games. I just don't want to overreact to what we're seeing right now just because, well, they've, they've won two games straight, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, obviously, if the team falls apart and doesn't win another game, he's not coming back. Right. Well, again, that's why I'm saying that it's too early of a conversation to have. And that's why I think it has to go be uh, I think really there there is no no nothing he could do right now. There's nothing he could do this season outside of win a Super Bowl that just says, hey, there's no doubt about it that he's the guy. You know what I'm saying? 
That's that's why I say that because none of we haven't seen hardly anything. We've only seen two games. Yeah, the only thing I would say because I don't. Do you have someone in mind that you're thinking you would like to see be the Raiders head no. coach? No, no, okay. no. That no, that's the point. The 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 Raiders as a team, as a unit, need to need to go and unturn every stone. You know, look under every stone for every single possible potential candidate. Don't just interview guys that you're like Rooney Rule interviews. You know what I mean? Don't just interview guys just to interview them, just to get them out of the way. Interview guys that you believe have an opportunity to take a team and take a team far. If they do, yeah, that makes sense. But just me personally, I I would need it to be someone for me for for it to meet my approval. I know no one's asking, but I would need it to be someone who's established in the NFL, maybe like a coordinator that you know. Oh my God, that we think that this guy is the next guy because if they hire, if they were to hire someone like, oh man, he's cut like a who's the Lincoln Riley. Like if they hired like the hot shot guy from college, I would I would be livid. So I don't want to see like the like I said I don't want to see like another Sean McVay even though he could be the next coming, but I don't want to see like oh man this guy's thirty four but we think he's got he's he has what it takes. Okay, because I fair, feel like hey, that, that would signal re- that, that would signal rebuild I'm not mad to me. At that at all. I, that's why I threw it out there. That's why I threw it out there because I love I love other people's opinion. And you don't have to agree with me at any cost. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm definitely not asking for anyone to side with me and say yeah Q you're right. No, that's why I throw it out there so I can get the 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 pulse of what Raider Nation wants. What would they like to see? What would qualify in, in their mind on keeping them around? How about this one text, and then we'll take a quick break. Hey, Q, love the show. Are we, show, are we sure that Coach Rich would like to coach his team past this year? Thoughts on that? Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, is, he, is he in the, um, the I'm getting too old for this mode? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I never thought about that. I, I don't I, – hey, again, that would be something that – and I know he's not worried about it. As he tells us every single time we meet with him, I'm worried about this game. I'm not worried about last game. I'm not worried about uh, a game, you know, three or four weeks down the road. I'm worried about the now and the present, which is the only way to approach things. It really is. It's the smartest thing for him to do. It really shows his leadership. We just got a tweet from Bearded Raider. How do I send a text to the text line? You take your, t- your phone like you would normally do a text message, and the number – is 69187. That's the phone number, 69187. And then in your message, you put R-N-R space and then whatever you'd like to say. And that's how you get it in, Bearded Raider on Twitter. I was about to respond on Twitter, and I thought, i just say it over the air. <laughs> Why not there? You know, I, I said we got uh, the Mad Bomber coming up. Let me go ahead out to the Raider Nation listener line real quick. Let's go out to Raider 27 before we do that. Raider 27, what's on your mind? Hey, um, you know, it's hard to sit here on the phone, and you guys hit everything I was going to say <laughs> in your <laughs> conversation. Sorry. <laughs> um, I love continuity, and I love these coordinators. I It would break my heart to see Gus Bradley go, and um, Coach Ole's a great offensive coordinator, as we've seen. I thought we would be 10-7 and seven and maybe get in the last playoff spot. But we can go five and five the rest of the season and get that. I think we, I think we're going to do better than that. So basically, it comes down to the old adage, you know, win the games you're supposed to win and split the games that are toss ups. So, right. you know, I mean, I think if he wins 10, 11, 12 games, makes the playoffs, I'm all for keeping him. But one thing I would do is I, if I was Mark Davis, I would be, uh, I would be paying. Olsen and Bradley. I would make sure those guys aren't going anywhere. That whole defensive staff. 
I don't want to see those guys go anywhere. It's been so long since we had a great defense like this, and we're sitting here at five and two at the at the break, and I'm like, this is great, man. I mean, this is great. Yeah. We're the teams. Other teams are worried about play. We're the team. Other teams are worried about playing now, and I really like being that. So if we do hire a new coach, I hope they do the uh, Mike Tomlin. Um, um, Mike, uh, who's the coach of the Cowboys? Is it uh, Matheny? Not Matheny. Anyway, uh, Mike. Uh, what's his name? McCarthy. Uh, oh man, he's getting bink- Mark, Mike McCarthy. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mike McCarthy. Um, keep the coordinators the same. Keep everything the same. I'll learn your offense. I want continuity. I've, we got a good team. We don't need to rebuild this. Agreed. You know, there's no reason to do that again. And if, if they do, Raider Nation's going to freak out. And I'm just, if they rebuild that thing right now, I'm going to get off Twitter for a couple, three years and stay <laughs> off because it's going to be a madhouse. Anyway, take care, guys. Thank you so much for that call, Raider 27. We appreciate you. And yeah, I don't think anybody wants to look at no kind of rebuild. Anybody wants us to do that. That's terrible. No, no, no. That's not what uh that is not what anyone wants. And and so that's what makes this even more intriguing. Uh, we got a lot of great answers to this question. I love it. We're gonna take a quick break. I had an opportunity to catch up with Daryl LaMonica, the Mad Bomber, on Friday night at Fred Belinikoff's Crab Fest. I missed this conversation yesterday. I wanted to play it. Gotta get that in next, and then we'll get to some more of your calls and some more of your texts, and then we get John McClain coming up at three o'clock. So the Mad Bomber, you'll hear from him next, coming up here on Radio Nation Radio. 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 3 o'clock, we'll hear from John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, talk all things NFL. Then coming up at 320, Coach Brent Lewis, Moapa High School head football coach. He's going to join us to talk all things high school football. He's a Tom Flores High School football coach of the week, the final one, and then uh, it's playoff time. And Moapa has a, a, a actually a first-round bye after picking up the victory in the Hammer game over rival Virgin Valley. So uh, uh, that'll be a fun conversation to talk with uh, when I get to talk with Brent Lewis from Moapa High school the pirates so that's coming up at 320 and of course we still want to hear from you but i i want to get this conversation in i thought it was a really good conversation i had friday night with uh the mad bomber daryl lamonica he was at fred belinikoff's uh crab fest uh it was a nice it was a nice little um uh, fundraiser and it was a lot of uh, who's who around town was there and uh, I thought it was a heck of an event over there at the Paris Casino so uh, without further ado here's that conversation from Friday night with the Mad Bomber. We're here at the Fred Belinikoff Crab Fest it's a it's a charity fundraiser for Tracy Belinikoff and I'm here with the Mad Bomber Daryl LaMonica and, and how are you doing today and how big of an event is this? Oh it, it's special you know Freddie puts it on and it's for the right the right reasons and the right causes and if you're a Raider fan you, you belong here. And uh, a Raiders, you see all the ex-Raiders are here. We're here because of Freddie, and his cause is the right cause. And uh, we all want to contribute in any way that we can. How does it feel when you guys all get together and, and the Raiders community and the Raiders family, once a Raider, always a Raider, that's what, you know, that's what the motto is. When you guys all get together, how does that feel? Well, what's unusual about it, we all played a long time ago, okay? <laughs> right. But when we get together... It's like we've never left practice. Right. It's like we're right together again, and it's like, wow, it, we never lose that. Right. And that's what makes the Raider Nation so special. All the Raiders that we played with and, and the Raiders today, 
well, all after they retire, will feel that same way about all the retired Raiders. And uh, so that's something that the Raiders have that no one can ever take away. And uh, we were winners, and we're becoming winners again. And that's what makes the Raiders so special. Yeah, and speaking of becoming Raiders again or winning again, 4-2 and two is the record right now heading into this weekend against the Eagles. They can go 5-2 and two and go into the bye week. That's a big deal. Uh, what are your thoughts on what you've seen from the team so far this season? Well, you know, you, you win with defense. Right. As a quarterback, I like to say you win yeah. with offense. Right, right. But, you know, what you have to be solid in all phases. You've got to have a strong defense. You've got to have a strong special teams and then a strong uh, offense to be able to score enough points to win. We have all that. David Carr and, and our offense can score points. We've got to get more consistent when we need it and, and use a little more time off the clock when we need it. But we're playing really strong as a team right now. We've had some close calls, but we're, we're making it. Right. And uh, so I think, I think the end of the season is going to be very bright for us. You know, what does that mean when a team has those close calls, but they're able to pull it out no matter how it is, but they find ways to win that game in the end? Well, I've been there and did it. That was part of my job. That's you know, right. To make That's sure right. On offense that we did that, and we were able to do it back then and, and carry it on and have our winning ways. But uh, you look at the offense now. They have that little tweak about them that you know they can come back and they can score points. Right. And they're doing it. Right. And as long as we keep that up and keep the pressure on our opponent, uh, we're going to have a great year. We're talking to the Mad Bomber right now, and, and you mentioned you made a lot of comebacks. Well, Derek Carr makes a lot of comebacks as well. He's able, if he's close in the game, there's a good chance he's going to come back. What have you seen from D.C. In, in year eight now in the league that you've seen him go from one level to the next? Well, you know, that's the game. Right. You're going to come through different levels. But we do that as a team. You know, uh, championships are won by defense. As a quarterback, I like to say, no, no, it was won by offense. Right, no, right. it isn't. Yeah, yeah. But you, your defense has to play good solid. The offense has to play solid and score enough points. And then special teams will win three or four games a, a season for you. Right. And so that's all us and we. So when you get together, we don't care who makes the big play. We don't right. care who scores a touchdown or let's win right as long as we win by one point or a <laughs> 20 it doesn't matter right the only question they ever ask you did you win did you win that's right wins and, and losses and it's nice to say yeah we won yeah exactly wins and losses are all that matter and you know when henry Ruggs was drafted he was talked about as hey that's our now cliff branch he's the guy speed killed what does speed do on that field well i'll tell you what, 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 what's right al davis preached to me yeah. as a quarterback yeah he didn't care how many touchdowns you threw or how many yards you threw for. The most important stat that he asked me about ever, after every game, how many interceptions you have, okay, and how many uh, fumbles did you have. The team with the best turnover ratio, fumbles and interceptions, okay, okay. even today wins 93% of the time. Yes, absolutely. And that's what we're doing right now. We're making some mistakes, but we're overcoming that. Right. And so... That's why I think we're going to be in the playoffs. I think we're going to go, hopefully, the distance. Be nice. Yeah, yeah. But we're going the right direction now. This this team is young, but... they're, they're pretty efficient. They are. They really are. They got a good opportunity right now this week coming up against the Eagles. And final question for you, what does it mean to you to be a Raider? Once a Raider, always a Raider. What does that mean when you hear that? Well, it's just special because... It's like our family. You see all the guys just saw Raymond Chester. We're, yeah. we're like brothers, like we never never leave one another. And so it's us and we. Right. And like I said, when we all get together, we're 
like real brothers. <laughs> and that doesn't get any better than that. And, and I've been out of the game for over 50 years. And in my heart, I feel a part of it. Yeah. And I am a true Raider. And you feel like you're about to drop back and throw one of those mad bombs one more time? I, one more time. <laughs> I appreciate the, you. The mind's ready. The mind's ready. The arm's ready. That's all right. We'll let you have a shot. We appreciate you. All right. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. There he goes. That's Daryl LaMonica, the Mad Bomber. That was a fun conversation, catching up with him on Friday uh, at Freddie Belitnikoff's Crab Fest. Uh, nice little uh, fundraiser right there for uh, Tracy Belitnikoff. Uh, that was a, it's, a, it's a great foundation. Been doing their thing for quite a while, but uh, just fun to catch up right there with the Mad Bomber. When you have a guy like that, uh, you know, and you have uh, Raider royalty like that in the building, I, I didn't really go there with the intentions to work too hard, but once I did, uh, I decided, you know what? Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta talk to, to the mad bomber. So that's exactly what I did. So, uh, we're going to keep this party rolling, man. We're going to go all the way up to the top of the hour. when We have John McClain from the Houston Chronicle joining the show. Uh, still have a lot of good comments. Damon, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, uh, but I'm assuming that you put out this is the magic carpet, a good nickname for Henry Ruggs. Yes. And we got a tweet from soul patrolling for defense. This is a great answer. It's at Matt Santini on Twitter. He said, Hashtag rug burn. I love that. That is awesome. I don't care if nobody else likes it. I love the name rug burn. <laughs> All right. Okay. Rug burn. Rug burn is your choice. No, it's really because it was racking my brain because um, Fitz and Eddie and I, we, we are like, oh, carpet, rugs. I get it now. And it was, I'm a dog with a bone on this one where I'm just like, I don't know about magic carpet, even though now that I get the context. So right. I have to put it out there. I got to see what other people think. And this is why we put these out here, you know? We're all got ideas. No no bad ideas here. Right, right. <laughs> uh, our guy James Owens put out, how about Henry Heartbeat Rugs or Henry Real Deal Rugs or last, lastly, Henry Full Tilt Rugs? I don't know. I like Rug Burn. <laughs> I might be the only one who likes Rug Burn. <laughs> you and I, I do like Soul that Patrol? Name. What was that? What was what? Um, Soul Patrol, who who suggested that? Yeah, yeah, Soul Patrol put that out. I'm sorry. That was uh, Soul Patrol. Um, now I lost it. Soul Patrolling for Defense at Matt Santini. So shout, shout him out. Or Matt Santini, excuse me, shout him out. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines, though, at 702-365-9200, and they are wide open. Uh, how about Raider Mike? What's on your mind this afternoon, my man? What's up, man? Chill. How you doing? D, Good. what's up? Uh if, if Versace, I mean, this whole coaching staff galvanized this team. I mean, we could have just spun out of control and did what we did the past couple of years. You know, Agreed. just choked at 6-2 and two or 6-3. and three. And uh, Derek is on fire. Um, it looks like he gets, if he, he gets to play from Ollie. But if he sees something else, it's going to be more effective. Hence a bomb. To rug burn, which I do like. I think that's great. <laughs> so anyway, I we I I think these guys are happy playing for for these new coaches. I think they that they love each other as a team, and I love Coach B, aka Goldberg. He looks like Goldberg. He looks like a a Raider coach. He just does, and I love his level headedness. I love how he addresses the press. And uh, if Harbaugh can do it in Baltimore, why can't Rich do it here? So I'm, I'm totally behind this guy. Um, now, if we choke, then, yeah, we'll go look at the enemy or the OC from uh, Buffalo. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. This team has been galvanized. We're on fire. 
and we're focused, and you can just tell it's a true brotherhood in that locker room. This team loves each other. And what I see is us. I think we're going to win the division now. I think we're going to go on a deep run. I think we're going to play Tampa in the Super Bowl. So those are two axes to grind. The F rule, Tuck rule, we get to set that straight with Brady. And then Gruden smacking uh, Callahan because Callahan was too stupid to change the playbook. Mm-hmm. You know, those two things, those two wrongs can be righted. So I'm excited about where we're going. We're going to kill the Giants one game at a time, though. Don't look too far ahead. Look at this opponent coming up. Just figure a game plan out that's best to uh, destroy that team on the next game. And the way the Muppet Kingdom is falling down in KC, it's it's just a beautiful time to pounce. Anyway, love the show, guys. I'm out. All right, Raider Mike, thank you. Appreciate the passion, my man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like right now. Again, there is. And I would like to see, not that I want to see the team, uh, you know, lose a game or, you know, get blown out or go out there and perform in a way that they don't expect. I would like to see how they're able to bounce back from that. You know, it's it's easy to go out there. I, I guess it's not easy, but it's easier to go out there and play and play loose and play like you're having a good time if you're having a good time. Like Rich Basaccia said yesterday in the media session, winning is fun. You know, that if you're out there winning, you're having fun. So a lot of times uh, things are overlooked and, and you know, your, your team is really going out there trying to ball out when you're winning. So I, I would like to see just how, how they respond to a game that they don't play the way that they expect to play. Got a, uh, got a text on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R, from Wally in Tampa. Big plays from Rugs should be Rugburns, but not a nickname. Okay, that's cool. I like that. Uh, got a text from this is Raider Rocker from the Bay Area. My sister and I said hi and took a long distance photo with you at the Philly game. It's pretty simple. If the Raiders win a playoff game, then Basace has proven he could lead the team and he deserves a chance to try and take them to the next level and the ultimate goal, a Super Bowl championship. Anything short of that leaves the door open to potential replacement Raider Nation forever. Okay, I like that. Uh, how about this one from One Nation Jeff? Hey Q, uh, why should Basace's expectations keep the job? To keep the job, be any higher than Gruden's. We all figured 10-11 wins, even if we missed the playoffs, would be a successful season. So why under the circumstances he was dealt would he need to do more than that to get the job? And great question. First of all, great question. I totally understand the, the thinking and the thought behind that question. The reason I would say that the expectations, not the expectations, but really what would need to be done is higher and greater is because you have that opportunity to go out there and find and get whoever you want. You know what I'm saying? Like you would have the opportunity to go out there and say, hey, I think that this is a guy that could lead us into the future for many years. And you can establish that continuity. That's why I would say that. Um, If you go and you just win the, you know, expected games, like say they go and win 10 games and miss the playoffs. Yeah, that's cool. And you might still keep them around because the continuity and because, you know, you like what you're seeing. And like everyone has said, the players love to play for them. But if you feel like, hey, is this going to be where this team peaks out or is this team talented enough to take it to the next level? Maybe they need someone else to get them to the next level. That would be my answer to that. But I totally understand what you're saying. And the thing about when Gruden was there, we all knew that he had that long term deal. So we all, at least in my expectations, were he wasn't going anywhere unless he resigned. I didn't think he was going to resign on these kind of circumstances, but that's what happened. So. That's my short answer to it, if that makes sense. So thank you, One Nation Jeff, for that. Uh, we got another text. Rich stays if they make the playoffs. 
It's not going to take a Super Bowl win or even a Super Bowl appearance. Okay. I respect that. How about this one? Yo, Q, what happens next year if they do keep the staff? Can Ollie continue to use Gruden's playbook beyond this year? Does Ollie have his own plays? Offense might change if Gruden pulls his playbook, right? Outside of Raiders and Gruden, Ollie struggled everywhere else. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that works. I'm not sure how that right of passage works. What does he works. say? Give me I'm my plays sure. back? What? What does he say? Give me my plays back? I mean, that's what he's. That's what they're implying. But yeah, that's. I don't think that's how it all works. of us. Don't, none <laughs> of us know the answer to that. I don't think. I think that anything that's Raiders would be property of the Raiders. I think that's what Bill Callahan did was use every play that exactly. John Gruden had. <laughs> oh no! No, no offense. I appreciate everybody we get, but I think that's a bit like. What are they going to do? Take the plays back? Hey, Greg, I'd appreciate I, it. I, I don't know, Greg. I'd I appreciate mean, it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not laughing at that because I don't know what the. I don't know what the procedures are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't know. I'm assuming if it's a Raiders playbook, they have the rights to it. You know? Yeah, I but that's just my <laughs> yeah. that's just my assumption. And we all know what assuming does. Yes. I assumed that our audio was going to sound great when the show started. It did not. Hey, man, can I, can I say <laughs> so, something real quick? <laughs> so we know things could happen. I want to touch on something real quick because I did not know that much about Daryl Monica. So I just went to uh, I just went to go look up some stats. And this guy in 69 had 34 touchdown passes. The next closest was 19. 34 touchdown passes in 1969. That guy must have been a superhero. Did he not, was what you call the Mad Bomber. Yeah, I see why he got that nickname because I'm like, man, 34? <laughs> 69? And that's exactly <laughs> why I wanted to make sure we played that, that clip because – he is Raider royalty. Maybe someone and else as you out get there will more get, and more, yeah. you know, understanding. And that's part of our job as well here at Raider Nation Radio 920. Yes, we want to talk about the, the now and present. We want to talk about this year's team and, and next year's team and all that good stuff. But we also want to help educate and help teach people the history of the Raiders. That's why we have guys like Jim Plunkett on the show. That's why I interview a guy like Daryl LaMonica. That's why you've heard from, you know, a other guy, Tom Flores, you know, all, all – Multiple Mike Haynes has been on the show. I mean, there's been so many. Kenny King's been on the show. I mean, there's so many that have been on the show, and that's why, because we're also trying to help uh, give a background and give an education on the history of the silver and black. So uh, I'm glad that you appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad you appreciate that. Uh, we did get a text. Hey, Q, has there ever been an interim head coach make it deep into the playoffs? And when was the last time a special team coach became a very good head coach? And the easy answer is to say that uh, John Harbaugh, Oh, he was a special teams coach, and he was done really well in Baltimore, obviously. Uh, Joe Judge is in New York. He was a special teams coach in New England. Obviously, he's not doing so well. Uh, Mike Dicka back in the day was a special teams coach with uh, Dallas. Uh, let me see, who else? Bill Belichick at one point was a special teams type coach. Um, there's multiple different examples. Now, I don't know how many interim head coaches made a deep run in the playoffs because usually when you're an interim head coach, uh, your team's not very good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's the difference in this scenario. This team is good, and they have an interim head coach, and it's because of the whole scenario that shook out. Normally, when you have an interim head coach, that means someone just got fired because they stunk. They were terrible. And so then sometimes you, you judge them and say, okay, well, did this team get better and start fighting? I think, you know who is a perfect example, and this is why another reason I brought this up, I believe, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, and I apologize. I believe Todd Bowles was an a, a interim head coach maybe in Miami, Maybe with the Cardinals. I don't know. He was interim head coach somewhere, and I can't remember exactly where it was. And he, he got the job. He got the job uh, after that, and he just wasn't that good of a head coach. You know what I mean? He was really good uh, trying to get them some juice as an interim, but he just never was able to get the job done as a head coach. And then you saw him go to 
my uh, not Miami, the Jets, and he was a head coach there, and it was like, eh, not very good. But we all know the Jets aren't very good. So it's it's a tough call. It really is. But that was one of those that really, really popped in my mind. And, and, and again, if I'm incorrect, then, then my bad. We got one text from Raider Robbie. Then we'll take a break so we can get to John McClain. And I'll ask him off top. I'll ask him his thoughts on, on, on the interim head coach title and uh, as far as moving him to the full-time coaching job. Uh, Raider Robbie said, too early to talk about Basaccia as a permanent, permanent solution, but obviously a Super Bowl win would keep him there guaranteed. And I'll stop right there. That's why I said that. <laughs> That's why I said that at the very beginning of this conversation, a Super Bowl win, he's there. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And that's exactly why I said that's the only thing that he could do that can guarantee that he's going to be there next year, in my opinion. But again, that was just my opinion. Go on, um, going on on Ray to Robbie's text. Other than that, we'd have to see how the team looks and how far they go. Second, I'm not a big a fan of Olsen as everyone else, but he could prove me wrong the rest of the year, and I'd happy if he did. Third, have to keep Gus at all costs. The defense is why the team won't collapse the second half of the year. Again, that's from Raider Robbie. Great stuff. Great stuff, my man. That's an awesome, detailed text. I do appreciate you. 258 is the time. When we come back, we'll be talking to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle, all things NFL. We'll start off asking him this question about the interim head coach and uh, what it takes to become a full-time head coach. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.